What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of For the Record. I'm your host, Tyler C., and we are very excited to have you join us again today. On For the Record, I have fun conversations with the next wave of elite golfers to uncover how they got to where they are today and what it takes to succeed at the highest levels. I am very excited to have our special guest, Angel Yeen, join us today. Angel is currently on the LPGA Tour and is known for being one of the longest players on tour. She is only 21 years old and has quite a remarkable resume thus far. She has represented the U.S. at the Solheim Cup in 2017 at just 18 years old and again in 2019. She finished second place at the 2019 U.S. Women's Open. She is currently ranked 58th in the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings. And on top of all of that, one of her craziest accomplishments is she won the California State Women's Am at 12 years old and 14 years old. Absolutely crazy. Angel and I discuss her rise to prominence in golf from a child prodigy to being successful right out of the gates on the LPGA Tour at just 18 years old. She details her experiences at the Solheim Cup and what she was able to learn from playing alongside the best in the world and being on the biggest stage in golf. We dive into her second place finish at the U.S. Women's Open and what she does to combat nerves and stay calm coming down the stretch. We also talk about her extreme length off the tee and how she uses that to her advantage to stay consistent and make over 75% of her cuts in all three years on tour. We had a lot of fun recording this episode and hope you enjoy it and are able to learn something new. Please enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome in to another episode of For the Record. We have our special guest here, Angel Yeen. Thank you very much for coming on, Angel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and you're just coming off a 17th place finish at the Portland Classic. Uh, how was that? Uh, it was good. It was, um, I mean, two more strokes, I would have been inside of top 10, but uh, it, it's a good finish for this year, at least. I've been playing really good, but um, I just haven't been able to finish very high. My, fi- my finish, average finish is like 60th, 50th, so 17th definitely feels different. You know, being able to play on the last, last four, uh, fourth to last group on Sunday definitely felt like where I should be where I usually am, you know, so it's uh, teeing off first on Sunday. It doesn't feel as good, especially where I think my game is at right now. Gotcha. And, you know, looking at your stats from this year, kind of what has helped you elevate as well is um, your putting your stats. You're six on tour right now in putting. You know, you know I, I, I saw that in your notes that you sent me. <laughs> I think it's just I'm not hitting enough greens. It's kind of sad <laughs> to think about it in another way. It's like, wow, you're not hitting enough greens. But, um, but like, we have stats, so we're thankful for that. But I don't think our LPJ stats is as accurate to be able to really get a whole grasp of um, how much gain strokes I am off the green. Um, it's just you putt. And sometimes it's inaccurate because the volunteer would be like, you're off the green, you're putting. I count it as a putt. So, uh, but six, obviously, you can't, at least that's working, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, kind of what you're known for, best part of your game is driving distance, at least. You, you've you been fourth or better in driving distance on the LPGA Tour every year you've been on tour for the past three years, which is yeah, crazy. I don't, think, I don't think this year I am that good, though. I think you're, like, 15th this year, but, oh, man, so yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
would you attribute that to like a lot of training in the weight room or have you always kind of had a powerful swing? Uh, I've always hit it pretty far. So I just like to think that I could think that I'm just gifted in that area. <laughs> um, but yeah, it distance definitely helps you, but you have to be able to control it. Like, you know how Bryson's hitting it all out after he said that in a tweet after this week, which he won. He's going to try out the maximum length in his driver and hit it as long as he possibly can. Like, like it's good, but sometimes when you miss it just a little bit, it goes on the, off the face of the planet. Like, it just like, <laughs> you, like a five-yard miss becomes a 15, 20-yard miss. And you see someone that hits it really short, and they, like, completely slap the crap out of a ball to the right, fading, horrible. You're like, oh, that's just gone. I feel bad. And all of a sudden, middle of the fairing. So, so there's advantages and disadvantages too, but it's not always um, that great as Bryson plays it out to be. Gotcha. Well, you know, he was even doing that with the crazy thick rough. You know, how th thick is the rough usually on the LPGA Tour? Um, we actually get some thick rough. I mean, like, um, ooh, there's a – oh, A&A was really thick um, because, because I think there's no overseeding. I think this just Bermuda just took over, and it was just really, really thick. Like, like they were saying at Wingfoot where you can't find a golf ball once it hits the rough. That's us. Like, during the practice round, because we don't have any volunteers to be looking for the golf ball, I lost, like, three, four golf balls. And it just went into the rough by a little bit. You're like, oh, where is that golf ball? No one knows. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was really hard because during the tournament, we didn't have that many volunteers. And the volunteers, I mean, we're thankful they're, they're volunteering for us, but they're a little bit old. So when the ball comes into a direction of you and you don't know where it is, it's very hard to track, even if you're young, right? So especially now, like if you're a little older and you can't see that well, it's very hard to see. And, you know, people have lost golf balls in the rough. It's just disappeared. You can just be walking, and especially now the three minute mark. It's just so hard. Yeah, that's a, I don't know how much. I, I, I don't know that. about the three minute yeah. mark. I think that's ridiculous. Like you walk there and you barely look up. Oh, time's up. What? What? <laughs> Five yeah. minutes is good. Like you, I feel like they could do other things. Uh, for example, not allowing someone to play over two minutes like Bryson did at the U.S. Open. Like, walking fast doesn't make any sense. No, that's not how it works, right? Um, but to find a golf ball, like, have three minutes, I think it's just taking time where it should be given. Like, five minutes is good. Well, why change that? It's like taking a drop from shoulder height. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. Not they my made, job. Yeah, they made some good rule changes, but that one definitely was rough. But I understand because, you know, they're trying to get the average public to take, you know, speed it up. But, yeah, I think for the pros, it should be like five minutes for sure. Well, um, anyway, one thing I, I was really shocked when I was doing research about you was you won the Cal State Women's Am at 12 years old and 14 years old, which just like blew my mind. Like, holy cow. Like, what was that like to win at that young of an age? Uh, it was definitely fun. The funniest thing about the first time winning when I was 12, I played against Lauren Debashi, and she, if anyone knows, is uh, she was UC Davis assistant coach at that time with, oh, I think it's Sophie Walker, uh, which is the head coach right now at Stanford. So they were a duo uh, when I played with her at UC Davis, and now she's like the assistant coach at Stanford. 
she's not anymore but she was <laughs> and then it was really funny playing against her because i was 12 and i was like you know if i really want to go to one of her colleges it's not good to be <laughs> but um yeah i saw her later on when i was trying to choose whether i go to college which college to go to um yeah it was funny to see her i was like oh i beat you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we 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 went extra holes we went 37 oh no 19 holes. I think we only played 18 holes. We didn't do the whole 30-60. Okay. But yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. And how did that just boost the confidence, help you to keep going forward? I mean, how were you like crazy successful before 12 and then that just kind of hit you and you were able to boost on for off from there or did it kind of not phase you? It didn't really phase me. <laughs> I, I, I won quite a bit before. Like, uh, I was pretty successful then, you know. Um, it was funny, like, I qualified for the Open the next year, and then uh, I skipped a year. I didn't play when I was 13. Actually, those two years I won was the only two years I played. And then I went back at 14. Definitely felt confidence there. But match play is hard. Like, I mean, like, when I was 12, I almost lost to – I think her name was Julie. She, she, was, she was really good, but she was, like – 45-50 then, and I almost lost to her. She just, like, slapped it around. It was, like, amazing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to get it together, Angel. Because <laughs> you go in there and be like, ah, oh, easy, easy. 12, I'm hitting it past this lady. Boom. And then she's like, oh, she was just unreal. Her putting was good. I was like, at that time, my putting was good, but it wasn't, like, um, as good as it is now, right? And that was like one of my weak part of my game, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is crazy!" But um, like, you have to go. It's just it's it's not as easy as you think because match play is like very different. Yeah, a whole different game. How far were you hitting at twelve years old? Uh, you know, honestly, um, how far am I hitting right now this year? Uh, two seventy eight. Okay, maybe not that far. Like, probably like two sixty, two seventy. At 12? No. Yeah. This year is really short for me. But, yeah, that's how far I was hitting it. I was hitting really far. Like, when I was 13 and we played the um, sectional qualifying at Industry Hills, they played at 68. I didn't have any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, maybe oh like 260. Goodness. Let's just say 260 average. It's pretty good. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, phenom from the start, geez. And uh, not only with that success at that young of an age, but uh, you were handpicked by Captain Julie Inkster in 2017 to play in the Solheim Cup, which uh, you were 18, I think, at the time. And that's just, like, crazy also. How was that experience being, like, so young and getting handpicked and had that propel you to go, go play there with all the best in the world? You know, honestly, it was very shocking to me because – um, there were some really pe good people in the run, like Angela Stanford, Nellie Corda, um, you know, so just to pick someone that, you know, uh, I feel like it, it's just, you're, you're not even this, I wasn't even in the circle. Like, uh, I wasn't picked to do anything. I was just there. I just kept playing. And then, um, yeah, I was just surprised I was being picked, uh. It was definitely like it's like you get chills all the way because after where I remember clearly I I finished a King's Barnes I knew that if I play really good and I won't say who played didn't play that as well as she would have 
I would have gone in with points. So I was like, okay, I just need to keep playing well. I just need to keep playing well. And I ended up finishing 11th, if I remember correctly. I could have finished I – feel, I felt like if I just finished Brady the last two holes, I could have finished, like, way higher. But unfortunately, I finished 11th, and I felt like – are you searching it up right now? No, no, no. Oh, I, was like, <laughs> I, see, I see the monitor in your back changing. I was like, fact-checked me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I finished, and I was, like, a little bit disappointed. I wish I could have done better. And then someone comes up to me and goes um, – Julie would like to speak to you. Come with me. Christina Lance was the one, I think, who did that. And I was like, mm. And then my caddy looked at me. He didn't want to say anything. He just smiled and nodded. And then I just went, I was like, oh, okay. Am I in trouble? Here we go. Here we go. Rookie on tour. About to get fined again or whatever, right? Um, uh, and then I got pulled into the room. It's Christy Kerr sitting on the left and Julie sitting on the right. And then Christy goes, can I tell her? Julie goes, go ahead. She goes, you're in. You're our pick. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> really? This is really cool. Okay, cool. Where do I try my clothes on? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was definitely cool. It's definitely cool for me ha- to have Christy Kurd tell me because, um, you know, you watch her grow up play and then she's really nice. Uh, it's just, it was really cool. Anyways, Julie was there too. So it was really cool. <laughs> it was a really cool experience. Really, really cool. Ten Times five. Yeah. And you guys won that year, which is awesome. Like, yes. I was like, yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> we won. <laughs> you were the reason why. That's that's oh, the way no, you frame no. it in your mind. Oh gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I was just happy to be on a winning team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely hard. So so the second time around we uh we played I mean we played great. Our team was awesome, but we lost by half a point. So yeah, mm. whoop de doo. Definitely hard, especially on the, their soil. Um, uh, but you got next year. We're going to come back strong. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to try to make the team first if I play better. Just need to keep playing better and make the team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a different experience since I never really played a team event. Like, I played Junior Solheim but that's, and then uh, this other team event. But – other than that, I never really experienced team play. So this is my first time. That's awesome. And were you able to learn anything from not only like the best in the world, all your teammates, but also being in that big of a pressure situation? I have to think that's bigger than a major, you, right? You know, I learned, I learned that uh, my adrenaline goes through the roof. So you want to know how far I was hitting that week? 310. <laughs> For there. I think I was averaging like 320. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I hit That's like drives insane. that were stupid. I, like the last hole uh, of my match of singles, I think I carried it at like 270, 280 easily. It was just like gone. <laughs> I, I was just hitting my, my 52, what, 130 like, yards. Yeah, and it usually goes 110, 15. Wow. Yeah, and then it was just like, I mean, Oh, it was just I, – I, I mean, I, I couldn't hit the golf ball. I was so amped up. It was hard to control where I was hitting it. So, I mean, it was good that I'm hitting it so far, but I couldn't control anything because my, my five iron would just go like 200 yards. It was just going long, you know, really, really far. Yeah. Uh, first hole is drivable, but driver would have gone over the green, so I had to use a three-wood. It was just like – it was a lot. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that probably threw you all for a fluster, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I think Jerry Fultz was, like, there were multiple drives that were, like, really long. Maybe I wasn't averaging, like, 320, but I think it was averaging at least 
like 290 off the tee and then I would hit stupid drives I think one drive was like 350 something <laughs> I hit a drive and then went over the blind spot and I was like oh gosh it was gone and then they go no it's like right in front of the green <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it was really fun <laughs> like, oh dang I'm not I'm not on steroids <laughs> yeah drug test me I, I'm clean I know on that week <laughs> yeah yeah, what what kind of looks do you get from your playing partners when you're hitting it that much further? Are they just like, what in the world? I mean, good thing you're on the same team. They're like, oh, yay, this is amazing. And the <laughs> other team is like, what is going on? And I'm just like, yeah, this is a good Walmart that we built between you and my golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You talk any crap out there then? Like, for real, or just you keep you keep to yourself? I try. I'd be like, hey, <clears throat> the weather's really nice up here. And you scream it out a little bit. But you're saying it to... I'm saying it to my teammate, but really for them to hear. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be sly with it. Yeah. Jeez. Dang. Well, you know, all that, you know, going through those types of experiences, a lot of pressure probably helped you to, you know, your best finish yet as a pro. You got second place at the 2019 U.S. Women's Open. Um, you know, congratulations on that. That's amazing. Um, what was it like being in contention there? And how was it kind of different from the right from Solheim Cup? You know, I wasn't in contention when I was going to the final round. I kind of just played good. And then, you know, how the U.S. Open works, everything just moves around a lot. You know, unfortunately, I didn't make my putt on the last hole. Like, I had, like, a, I had, like, a over three feet, maybe, like, a four-footer, and I missed it. And I was, like, really disappointed. I felt like if I made it, I would have been so second, and then I would have put a little bit of pressure on – onto the leader but it's all like what ifs and whatever so whatnot but yeah it, it just missing that put in, like in a hole was not ideal <laughs> but uh i think definitely from that i learned a little bit more too okay like what did you learn because you can't walk learned, away from a second place at the open and go the well, okay so think I, I, I think i think i think it's, it's good that because i was like i put it well that week um i made a lot of putts it's just like I know it's bad to be thinking just about that last putt because it's just like everything but then I really didn't feel any pressure going into the last day or feel like how you would feel playing the last day finishing second because I came from behind right and the tv wasn't even on me like I was just like playing around like oh here we go again I made my first U.S. Open cut <laughs> so that was more exciting to me than anything because I was like uh, whenever I put the U.S. Open, which is a lot of times now, I'm, I've never made a freaking cut. Like, it was <laughs> ridiculous. So then when I made the cut, I was like, oh, I made my week. This is good. Whatever happens, happens. So wow. I, I didn't really have a goal in heading into it. My only goal was to make the cut. That's it. Gotcha. Which well, is really stupid to think about. But, yeah, it's my only cut, my only goal. So would you say that, like, nerves don't get to you at all? Do you ever feel pressure? Oh, I do feel pressure for sure. I mean, I missed my four-footer. Because <laughs> I started to look at the leaderboard. I'm like, huh, oh, my name's up there. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, I don't even think I I missed the putt because I was feeling nervous. It's more of like, oh, I, I think I really need to make this. And I just put pressure on myself. Because I don't I, – I mean, I couldn't really see the leaderboard clearly. But um, gotcha. there, it's rare for nerves to get to me, but it does get to me. If that answers your question. For sure. Well, how do you combat that? Because like, 
you know, for example, at the Solheim Cup, you just turn into adrenaline. We're hitting bomb drives. But is there anything you tell yourself to help you calm those nerves or any way you handle it specifically? Um, so adrenaline is part of nerves, too. So during the second Solheim, I was able to, you know, calm myself down. Like, okay, so my swing tempo gets really fast. You hit it really far. Or we have to slow it down. We have to really focus on this one thing, my back, where you feel like you're going to have to have a pause in the back. So then I start thinking about things or, or um, little things like when I'm putting, like uh, I walk up slower or I take a practice swing slower and I just count in my head. So then it just slows everything down because my tendency is to go too fast. Gotcha. But yeah, there's little things that I do like mentally to help. Nice. Yeah. And you talked about making the cut at the U.S. Open and how that was awesome for you, which, you know, kind of leads me to my next point. You've been super consistent in your three years on tour. Um, so each year you've made at least 78% of your cuts. You made uh, 27, 2017, made 20 cuts, then 21, then 19 uh, in the three years, you know, playing about 25 to 27 events each year, uh, which is really impressive, especially that young and being a rookie in your first years on tour to make that many cuts what would you attribute your consistency to? My long distance that I'm losing this year. <laughs> Is that it? Uh, uh, I definitely feel like because of my distance, I can overpower a few courses. Um, and okay. then with my short game, that's, I think, pretty on point. It just helps out. <laughs> it definitely helps out. Nice. Yeah, you're losing distance this year. You just haven't been even. Well, Okay. Okay, I'm only losing – I actually gained distance this year, so I was hitting my irons during quarantine longer than last year. And I okay. was like a significant amount of distance. Then I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. I am amped up. And then um, I, this is literally what my conclusion is right now. I went to the hotel at Toledo. The, the hotel bed was too soft, and the pillow was too soft. So it just sank in. So you don't have any, like – uh, layer and I'm just sleeping and I think I like uh, my neck was like unadjusted or something something happened with my neck so then I had so started like getting really tight but I kept playing and I just kept working on it um, and I just didn't think too much of it because I like been, you know just stretching out right sometimes you just you get stiff even though I'm mm -hmm. 21 you get stiff right <laughs> 21 yeah totally <laughs> and then um, kept playing British British Open I started getting really bad. I started getting a lot of pain and then I started losing like strength in my left arm. So right now I think I've lost. And then it, since then it hasn't gotten any better. So I've, I've been dealing with that. That's also why when I, before recording, I was like Portland got cut to three days, which is good to me because I, I don't think I could play four days. Well, I can play four days, but my body doesn't like me if I play four days. I think three days, the least amount of golf is the best, right? So I think I've lost like 60% of my strength in my left arm right now. Wow. That's why I'm hitting it really short. Well, it's not even short. It's not short. It's just not as long as I usually am. <laughs> For a normal person, I can still outdrive them, right? So it's like um, all the distances. When I played A&A, it was probably the same when I was like 14. When I was 14, I was hitting about that length, maybe a little touch longer. But I wasn't. I definitely wasn't hitting as long as like last year or the year before. Uh, you know, which things, but you kind of get used to it and you're like, this is golf. You still have to play. It doesn't really matter if you hit it like 300 yards. 
sure. <laughs> Bryson argues otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like you would as well. You attributed all your success to your distance. Strength, uh, strength and length. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How have you been combating like your injuries? And everybody goes through injuries and everybody's always trying to find the solution. How do you go about it? Uh, I sleep it off. And if that doesn't work, I kind of actually have to go treat it. And this, you know, so I have uh, moved on from sleeping and resting it right now and actually finding the problem. I've been looking for the problem, but then um, process of elimination has kicked in, like really kicked in. Because <laughs> gotcha. I've seen quite a few people, they don't know what's going on. So... Yeah, I took an MRI for the first time yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Wow. It felt weird. I was like, I'm not claustrophobic, but the second I got pushed in, I was like, oh, this is really tight. <laughs> <laughs> this is really tight. I'm like, okay, okay. So I just closed my eyes. And then it took forever. I don't know how MRIs work, but that thing took forever. I was like, this is really long. I was like, and then right when I was about it, like, I, I don't think I can do it anymore. She pulled me out. I was like, okay, this is good. But I was very, it's very claustrophobic. Like if anyone is like just a little bit, you can't take a narrow eye. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Bite through the pain instead. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You'd rather do that. It's, it's really bad. Cause I have a friend who's really claustrophobic. We went to um, the escape room together and then they have all these stupid gadgets and then, while we were solving a puzzle, they, th they thought it was fun to close in the wall. I mean, it's a, it's a wall you can punch through. It's really like paper wall, but it's such closing in. And he just goes, he just presses, he goes, oh, hurry up! <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I, we didn't know. He didn't tell us. But then he started panicking. He was like, the face just turned white. He just didn't look good. And then I think the camera saw it, so they stopped it. But it was like stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's just a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, along with that, being a pro on tour at such a young age for three years already, you know, it probably takes a toll on you just like mentally and especially you spend so much time grinding in golf. How do you balance that with your social life? I don't have a social life. I just, uh, <laughs> no, 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 that's a bit extreme. Actually today, something I did socially, um, I went to Ikea for the first time with my oh, friend because she was like, let's um, obviously practicing safe, safe social distancing because when this comes out, COVID's still a thing. Of course. Um, <laughs> we, I went to Ikea with her for the first time and I was like, in awe. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen this. <laughs> and then I tried the Swedish meatballs everyone's hyping up about. Um, it was really good. I mean, it wasn't... For the price that we're paying, it's really good. It's like what five fifty for like a bunch of meatballs. It's really cheap, and then like a one dollar cinnamon bun is really good too. But um, yeah, so I did that. <laughs> Crossed that off my list. First time ever at uh, IKEA. Nice. That's fun. yeah. My social life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you made friends with like anybody else on tour, or like you know anybody else near your age? You know, it's funny. I made a bunch of friends that aren't like that. Like they love golf, but they're more like fans and around uh, around the world. But none of them are in California, so. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> they're all geographically spread out throughout the world. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, you're, yeah. you're friends with Lily He, right? And she's on tour, you know. Now, uh, do you ever travel with her? 
I don't like traveling with people. I like doing my own thing. Um, gotcha. So I'm also very peculiar in that area and particular in a lot of things. So I don't room with people. Um, and I don't like traveling with people. So, yeah. I mean, I'm also really good friends with Lizette Salas. But it just, yeah. Yeah, just doing your own <laughs> so thing. So there's I, a reason why my social life isn't really active. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's all about living it life your own way. And if you enjoy that, then, you know, all props yeah. to you. Yeah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Where are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean to, to come off like that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, I think that about wraps it up for us. Uh, any closing remarks from you or, you know, any shout outs? No, no. Uh, for the record, I don't. For the record, no pun intended. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I was really bad. I don't have anything. No, uh, yeah, this is fun. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of fun. This is great. And, uh, you know, I'll be, all of us will be rooting you on going forward. And you're going to be the Bryson DeChambeau of women's golf. That's yeah, gonna be I'm awesome. gonna start, I, okay. So <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to turn my fat that I have in my body and make it all into muscle and just start bombing it away and then just become number one. Like, you no know, what, when, when, when they gave us a car for being the longest, I was like, oh, this is really exciting. I'm going to do it. And then the year I got on the LPGA, they took that away. I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. So, uh, oh. so then after that, after that, I was like, whatever. This is just, just a hoax. It's a hoax. <laughs> it's no hoax. It's fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, yeah uh, I think I'm going to get it back. I'm definitely going to get it. Because I feel like I was, you know, I wasn't working out too hard during quarantine, but towards the end of it, started working out again felt stronger, um, hitting it longer. So I'm going to get my arm fixed or whatever my neck is and travel with a pillow of my own. There you so go. It never happens again. <laughs> yeah. Bomb it away again. There you go. Yeah. And five protein shakes a day. Like, like Bryce. Five protein. I can never drink protein shakes. Cause I feel like it's so synthetic. I just eat more meat. It's fine. There you oh, go. That's the way to do it. Vegan, the vegan community is going to come at me. <laughs> Well, so you're vegan now. No, 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 no. No, I said I was going to eat more meat, so I felt like the vegan. Oh, you just got to shout out the vegans real quick. Just keep everybody happy. Have, have to be happy. No, no, no. But, yeah, I think uh, hopefully I get my arm fixed soon. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And, uh, you know, going forward, just keep playing well. Keep doing you. Keep uh, living your life. Do you. Hit it long. Yeah. And uh, we'll all be rooting you on. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. It was a bunch of fun. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again in the future soon whenever you uh, get to number one driving distance or you win. Yeah, that when I, when I win, when I win. It's actually, hopefully, get me on when I win. But but not not when I'm number one on driving distance. It's okay. We all know I can do that. When I okay, win. for sure. When you win. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks again, Angel. And Thank uh, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy my podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe, Check out all of our social media pages at 4.therecord or visit our website forTherecord.golf. I would love to hear your feedback about who you want to hear from next and what topics you are most interested in learning about. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you next time.